360 degrees. High high, 360 degrees. High high, 306, 306, 360 degrees. High high. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine, produced by members and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, broadcasting right here at KPFA from the Huchin occupied Ohlone territory, also known to settlers as the Bay Area. On tonight's show, we will discuss relationship is, situationship ish, and we will let some music suggest a few things, and we might even come up with some of our own. So let's do a little cleanup, though. Uh, as always, let's just remember, COVID-19, coronavirus is here, and we still need to act. If you were able to get vaccinated, please do so. Wear those masks. Double it if you can. Avoid indoor gatherings when possible and continue to practice that social distancing six feet or so. Listen to the state and county CDC guidelines for your area and we will stay connected in spirit. First, we want to introduce our special guest. Tonight is my sincere pleasure to welcome our expert tonight, Ms. Marcia Leftwich. All up next on Full Circle, right here on KPFA, every Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. You are tuned in to KPFA 94.1 FM, listener-sponsored non-commercial radio streaming at kpfa.org. The election for the local station board is currently underway, with many listener candidates running to represent you. To learn more about KPFA 94.1 FM local station board candidates and to request a ballot, visit elections.pacifica.org. All ballots are due on Friday, October 15th. Make your voice heard. Tonight, I am hopefully a bit of a foil for the special guest we have in the studio here this evening hailing all the way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hopefully not a Steeler fan in what I believe is still very much Oakland Raider country is the brilliant, beautiful, and blessed Ms. Marcia Leftwich. Hello, Marcia. Hello, Stevie G. And for correction, I am a Steelers fan. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. sorry to hear that you're a Raider fan. However, we have a hometown favorite that's now playing for the Raiders that I've known since he was a small child. <laughs> Who is this? Who? His name is Quentin Jefferson. Oh, you've known Quentin? I oh, knew okay. Quentin when he was born. Okay, okay. Well, Quentin's going to be happy this Sunday. I think y'all going to be sad. But that's so, okay. He just started playing for them this year. So anyway, I digress. No, yeah. you didn't digress at all because I know Quentin Jefferson is one of the defensive linemen. He's done well with them. 
And uh, we play you all this Sunday. So it'll be okay. interesting to, to bring some joy into his heart and soul. But I'm so sorry that we're going to bring some sadness to you at that time. But that's okay. I think we'll, we'll be good. See. We'll, we'll see what happens. Carry okay. on. There you go. There you go. Well, again, I want to uh, say again, welcome. Uh, Marcia Leftwich is a graduate of Spelman College with a BS in Natural Sciences. She also has a master's in pastoral counseling with a focus on trauma and crisis response. In full disclosure, if you haven't been able to tell, I've known Marcia since about 1989 or so. Uh, wow. She introduced me to my, uh, well, uh, we might just get back to that later if our conversation today goes well enough. I haven't decided just yet, but we'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Marcia has a passion for mentoring, empowering, and helping others fight to see their light in darkness. She is the owner of Inspired to Victory. Marcia is an advocate of holistic living and is a mouthpiece for promoting wellness and destigmatizing mental health in minority and underserved communities. As a motivational speaker and writer, she empowers others to find victory in their circumstances. She is passionate about teaching yoga, meditation, and self-care. She is a registered yoga instructor, as well as a Reiki master healer. She also advocates and assists those managing the challenges of domestic violence. Marcia is a spiritual counselor. In this capacity, she provides spiritual development, couples counseling, grief navigation, as well as guiding people through transitional issues that occur on the journey of life. One of her guiding principles is to allow her life and story to empower others to not just survive, but thrive. Mother Marcia is blessed to have two pillars in her life, Miles and Aiden. They have taught her the meaning of unconditional love. Welcome again, Marcia. Thank you for joining us on our, on our show this evening. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. All right, cool, cool. Well, let's get down with this. Uh, well, okay. number one, is this an accurate, pretty much accurate description? Did I leave anything out in terms of talking about you here? Um, you really didn't leave anything out. I will add, um, you have in there, I'm an author, so I am um, a published poet. That's another passion of mine. Um, is writing and inspiring through my writing. So I'm a little bit of a poet. All right. All right. Well, I want to hear some poetry. Maybe you'll spin a little bit for us tonight before we end. We'll see <laughs> if we get to it. And if not, because we're going to try to make this little episodic thing. If not, we'll get to it. Maybe another episode, we'll get to it. Okay. I have a good one for relationships too. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, definitely then. If you got that for here, we want to do that. Um, let's see. First question. As of Monday night, both the Raiders and Steelers are 1-0 and and about to face each other Sunday. It's one of the NFL rivalries that meant something. Again, as Oakland versus Pittsburgh. Do you have a dog in this fight? It sounds like you might. I do have a dog in this fight. As a matter of fact, as I mentioned earlier, I am a Steeler fan. Um, the Steelers will prevail. Wait a minute. Where's my terrible towel? Don't let me have to go get my terrible towel. <laughs> you better go get that little saggy soap thing and... I'm sorry, what? It's going to be soaked. Towel. Yeah, it's going to be soaked with your tears, but that's okay. Matter of fact, I'm going to send you one for the game. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yes, I'm going to send you some terrible towel. Mojo, good vibes for the Steelers to win against the Raiders. Wow, wow. Well, mm -hmm. uh, we are now armed for the travails of relationships and COVID and possibilities to be discussed. So let's first listen to some relationships as we head into this. <laughs> 
telling you, it's not too late. I did you wrong. Yeah. My heart went out to play. But in the game, I lost you. What a FA Radio 94.1 FM. I am your host tonight, Stevie G, at your service. And in the studio, we also have our special guest, Ms. Marcia. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So what did you think about what we just heard? We heard uh, 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 Aretha Franklin and Smokey Robinson. That was live on Soul Train. Ooh, baby, baby. How'd you think about that? What'd you think about that song? So it's interesting because it immediately took me back to a different time. Of course, back then when we were listening to it, we were a little bit um, younger. So that may have been something that like our parents were playing and we probably shouldn't have been listening to it. <laughs> we should have definitely not known what the meanings of that was. We didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> uh, speak for yourself, young lady. I uh, was oh, fully aware. I was, oh, I was fully aware. I was oh, fully, oh, I was fully okay. aware and in tune. Yeah, yeah. I consider myself an old soul. I think I should have been born maybe in 55, not 65. But again, okay. I digress a little bit. But uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, it was good, though, when uh, Aretha was speaking, you know, she was singing and she was accepting her, you know, uh, fault for some of what she did in the relationship and how she could have, you know, maybe done this a little bit better. I really appreciate that acknowledging that, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe she might not be perfect. You know, because men do that quite a bit. They will acknowledge and say, hey, you know what? I'm not right. I'm not perfect. I can do this um, better. When do they acknowledge that? Men? All the uh -huh. time. All the time. Baby, so, I'm sorry. I, when they say, baby, I'm sorry. But that's usually when they've been admonished to realize. I don't know. I, I think women, honestly, I think women are... I'm just saying, typically men have to be coaxed to realize they did something wrong. Men have to be coaxed to realize they did something wrong. Okay. Um, you think men think they're perfect? I, as a general statement, no, I don't think men think they're perfect. 
Uh, However, I think that sometimes they're lacking understanding of where they may have contributed to something that they need to be accountable for. I guess that's why you went to Spelman. I I think I caught that. (laughs) Okay, so 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 men might need to own up a little bit more in the moment. Is that what you're saying in the moment of what's going on? I'll say this from a professional standpoint, just based on what I see a lot of times with couples, right? expectations and accountability. And I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to stating expectations and being accountable. So a lot of times in particularly in relationships, men have a little more difficulty accepting accountability and responsibility for certain things um, because they don't understand how it necessarily affects their partner. And they also Sometimes, and this is on both ends, don't understand the expectations that their partner is is having upon them because they haven't had that conversation. Hmm. That sounds a little Venus Marsy type stuff there and what I'm hearing, I think. Well, yeah, men are, yeah, mean, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. That's very true. And it's kind of like men's brains are like waffles, women's brains are like spaghetti. Waffles and spaghetti. Right. So men okay. are very this is not a cooking a show. This is not a cooking show. You all who are tuning in. <laughs> just so you know, this is a relationship conversation we're having. Uh, but we have uh, spoken now about waffles and spaghetti. Let me explain why I say that. Right. Waffles are compartmentalized. You've got all these different boxes. Right. Mm-hmm. They put things in different compartments. Tackling oh, so we're things, organized. So we're organized. Tackling things within the compartments. Do not. Don't even try to say that because not all men are organized. Well, I don't know. If I look at a waffle, now that you explained it that way, now it's making a whole lot more sense. I see a subset square and then I see a larger square and I've got all these little subset squares in the middle and they fill out and they make up a a, a waffle, a big square. I now take it away. We weren't talking about a cooking show. We were talking about relationships and we're talking about men being organized. Thank you, Marcia. No, I didn't agree. I'm going to say this. Now, with women's minds, if you think about it in terms of spaghetti, they're all over the place, right? A lot of okay. things are happening at once. Okay, so is this with garlic kinda... bread? Is this spaghetti with garlic bread or without? <laughs> this is not about food. This is about the brain and how we are processing things within gender roles. Help me, as you did with the waffle to men example, help me with the spaghetti to women example. Help me well, with, with that. with women, you know, a, a lot of times our stream of consciousness is kind of all over the place. This is not to take this and run because I can tell where you're going to go with this. You know, we, we have a lot of things happening in our mind and a lot of, and we expect our partner to follow along. But for men, it's like they go from A to B and then B to C. For women, sometimes we're going from A to D we go back to B, come back to C, go back to A and B, and we expect you to follow along. And sometimes we have to help you with that. Um, my hand is raised. Yes, I would need lots, a lots of help with that. Yeah, that's a difficult path to navigate. But think about your conversations, like that you may have with your with female friends or partners and things like that, or male partners, male friends. Right? Think about the conversations that you know, that you're having, if they're heterosexual conversation. So follow the male process, follow the female process of how the conversation happens. Men, when it's male to male, your conversations are one, very short and direct because you're going from A to B. But if it's female to female, we could be going A to D and back to C and go from A to H and then we're going around. 
Hmm. And then men tune, then men tune the women out because they're taking too long to get to where they need to go. Men tune the women out. Oh, I'm glad you agree with that. I didn't agree with anything. I just repeated what you said. Well, you know what? I, Did I you just throw you something in there? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I would actually uh, disagree. I think men try to listen. But as you said, sometimes that spaghetti path, it, 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 that, that winding road kind of pulls you off the track and you might not get back on track. And then that's when you. So let me let me say this about listening and hearing. Mm-hmm. Right. Are men listening or are they hearing? Men, I would say, listen intently. Really? And then as they start to get confused, then they're going to start to hear because they have to back out. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to have to back out. They were too focused. And now they got to back out so they can just hear what's being said a little bit. So, you know, they don't they don't drive themselves a little bit crazy. That's Uh, what I would say. Okay, I'm going to leave that alone. You're going to leave. Oh, okay. You started something going to stop. Okay. Well, you know what? How about this? Because I don't think, I think this is something else I'll say. Actively listening is, is different than hearing. And so typically men will say, I hear you. But if you ask them to do some feedback recall, you know what I mean? They're not able to, to recite what was said because they're hearing and they're not listening for understanding. They're just hearing the words coming out their mouth. But you did. The man did say that I hear you. So he's actually saying that he's hearing you, but he might not have that full level of listening. I'm here. Comprehension along with you. Mm -hmm. Hearing is sound. Listening is actually absorbing and understanding. Actively listening versus hearing. Okay. Okay. You know what? We're going to um, take a little bit of a pause right here. And we're going to see if we can hear maybe another song. And then we're going to come right back afterwards. We'll pick back where we are and then we'll go from there. How about that? Sounds good. Okay. So hold on a second. Let's get right to this next little song break. Hope you all like it. And then we'll come right back. Okay. Here we go.
Okay. All right. So we were just listening to Don't Go Breaking My Heart by Elton John and Kiki D. Yes, we had to come up with something like that. Now, I just want to know, why do women want to break men's hearts? What's the, what's the thing behind that? What's the important? What's to, to put the dagger in and to see the heart not beat, but stop beating? So you're making the assumption that women are purposefully hurting men. Oh, no, not all the time. Maybe 98.25%. Are we, are we negating the fact that men break women's hearts and basically oh, no. not only break them, crush them into a million pieces where it makes it very difficult for them to, to regain some semblance of their heart? Wow. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go that deep with it. And you mentioned like stabbing and putting the dagger in. I mean, what? Yeah. You know, guys, guys, guys go out in the street, get hit by a bus. He was in love. (laughs) You know, she broke his heart. And the thing is, with men, it's more difficult because you're raised where your emotions are actually you're, you're sort of detached from them quite a bit. So yes, you have empathy, but but you know your emotions, you're you're sort of um, always taught not to give in to that or not to follow that particular path. And so when you're dealing in in romance, uh, that actually it, it, it's it involves emotion, and so you have a bunch of guys who may or may not, and I would say. more times than not than 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 having the experience with it are not that that well adept at um dealing with their emotions and um being able to ride that so uh you know a woman says okay it's it's over i'm i'm out that's a broken-hearted dude right there and he might not necessarily know how to deal with it and the flip side well, that's why you're here. Give me the flip side. I mean, I mean, women's hearts are broken too, but I think I think men, of course, you're not taught to show that feeling, show that pain. So it manifests in other things as you travail through life. I would agree with that. Same as with women, right? We feel it. We may even act out upon it. And it does manifest in other ways in our relationships moving forward. But I think that, it's just different how we how we process it. Well, I would think that um, once you go through that experience, I would think you want to improve maybe on how you handle it. I'm not sure the first time anyone deals with uh, something that they're not comfortable with. I'm not sure that that initial reaction is great at any point. But my thought would be that um, uh, as time moves on, uh, you know, we might get better, you know, mature through that process. That, uh, that a guy could um, learn to rebound, probably communicate more. Um, again, my hand is raised, you can't tell, <laughs> but, but it is raised right now in terms of really trying to communicate more uh, directly with words. So his uh, mate uh, uh, could hear if, there's, if, if, if it's not too late <laughs> or maybe mm-hmm. understand more for the next time if it is too late. Yeah. You know, I think men, men also, I think, and this is just my personal opinion. I think, I think with men, 
they get their heart broken once, right? And they kind of recover or not, but then the way they move forward in relationships is differently, is different, excuse me. Whereas with women, I think women tend to get their hearts broken multiple times, whether it's by the same person or from different people as life moves on. It's just the way that we navigate, right? So I think men probably are a little bit better than better at guarding their heart. Cause once it's broken, men are very, very like gun shy about entering into that again. Not that they can't enter into a relationship again, but they're very guarded in terms of, I don't want to get my heart broken again. We're not taught to connect in that way. And so I think growing up when you're five, when you're 10, you're, you're not living with the, with the practice of going through that. Uh, and so when you're 15, I'm assuming, uh, it can be quite devastating. You know, again, the way the the, the grades, excuse me, grades, the way the guys are socialized, um, that is a that is a difficult thing to, to confront. And and the tools that you have to confront things for, for men are not always um, set for, you know, rebounding in that sense or, or and, and you rebound in other ways. That is tough. That that would be a, that would be a tough one. But I do think that we have to get used to that clearly. And I, I think uh, to the comment you made earlier, guys, once they go through that experience, they might be changed. My hope is always you don't give up on yourself in the process, meaning that you don't want to change yourself so much that, you know, whoever else you're dealing with is really not getting you. They're getting maybe some substandard version of that because you're too fearful to put yourself back out there. I, I think wisdom is a part of the experience, right? So you want to gain that wisdom, those experiences, you want to learn from them. And it's okay to remember some things from that to carry forward, but you don't want to sort of stay in that same space. And I think that's the trap maybe that men do fall into, that they kind of stay in that space or don't want to come back out. It's kind of like you're protecting yourself, kind of like a turtle you know, they have their protective shell and they go back in and sometimes they stick their head out, but they don't fully come all the way out. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and that can make it tough on, you know, whoever your next, you know, partner is, who's really open and really trying. And now that I am, uh, you know, I try not to make too many comparisons with strength between men and women. But in this case, I would say women are maybe stronger isn't the word. They're more skilled in the process of um, entering into that new relationship with, I think, the energy that is still very much them. Like, like, like I, I think they're definitely their authentic selves going into that next one. I think, guys, it's a bit of a challenge, as you mentioned, the turtle not always coming, you know, not coming all the way out. That is that is that is a. Uh, that's a great analogy. It's um, it's it's it can be a little challenging. Well, yeah, that first time hurt. <laughs> Listen, baby, ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. If you need me, call me. No matter where you are, no matter how far. Don't have to worry, cause baby, there ain't no mountain high.
I'll say, all right, all right. You are listening to KPFA 94.1 FM radio. This is Full Circle, your weekly show from 7 to 8 p.m. every Friday night. I'm your host, Stevie G, and I'm here along with Marcia. And we are sort of making our way through some, you know, relationship talk on a few subjects. We're using the music to take us through. I think we also just finished up a Ain't No Mountain High Enough. That'd be uh, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. What do you think? I think that's basically with some people in their relationships, that's their, that's their mantra. There's nothing that's going to keep me from you. There's nothing that we can't tackle. There's nothing that we can't handle together. Um, so I think that in some aspects, that's a really good way of looking at things. Like there's nothing that can stop us. There's nothing that can keep us from conquering whatever it is. Um, you know, it was kind of one of those inspirational songs back in the day that, you know, we probably didn't even realize the importance of that in coupledom, especially because so many people give up so easily when they're in relationships. So I think, you know, maybe using that as a baseline, like let's make this our theme, like ain't no mountain, nothing's going to tear us apart. Nothing's going to get in our way. Yes, it may be challenging. Maybe we have to climb the mountains, but we're always going to be together conquering those challenges. I like that. I like that. So, um, in fact, sort of following in the theme of what we've just done with the TV shows, let's just take Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell and sort of speak to them since they sang the song. They are themselves uh, individuals, yes, but together, as you're saying, that partnership, um, you know, you're strong where I might be weak, I'm weak where you might be strong. Together, you can take on all challenges. And so, again, as you mentioned, the mountain. There's also the valley. So as high as it gets, as low as it gets, uh, we're in this together. And the, the beauty of what I like about that is I like to think about it as sort of like the, the persistence or the consistency. You know, again, the, the trial and tribulations of the, of the exercise, the practice, the skill that's developed, whatever turbulent times we might have, we're going to get over that. We're still going to stay together and we're going to make our way through. Yeah, I think that is aspirational. I would definitely agree with you there. This mentality of ain't no mountain was really the foundation of a lot of relationships back then versus now kind of we don't have that stick to like they did back then. There's a variety of reasons for that. Um, but I think it's important to kind of note the song of the times and how that maybe have been an inspiration back then versus the songs of these times. We're not really talking about conquering goals together as much as they did back then yeah well i well hopefully hopefully again as you mentioned at the word use the word aspirational my hope would be that we can get back to maybe believing in each other again um mm -hmm. you know but the country with like a 50 percent divorce rate um you know uh, it sounds like it's it's not even a mountain it sounds like it might be a molehill that can that can stop you now <laughs> um, so, so, so if we can sort of figure out a way to overcome that and again, allow couples to take on that challenge of life and go through the exercise of what it means to go through the valley, um, you know, go through those tough times, uh, again, um, I, what I, what I have noticed though, is that a lot of people can handle the high times, the, the good times. Um, some can't, <laughs> but, but a lot of people seem to be able to handle that, that, but, um, when it does get to the tough times and the rough times, everyone's looking for perfection. 
over time, we haven't necessarily been taught or shown how to have that perseverance and stick to when things get hard. Um, you know, a lot of times we just are like, I'm not doing this and I'm out, whatever that is. And so I think just kind of circling back, having these moments of, you know what, we can endure tough times, we can make it through, but you have to be committed to do that. And it, and it requires intentionality. You know, it requires us to be intentional about when it's good, we're going to celebrate when it's when we're in the valley, we're going to celebrate that we can make through we can make it through it together. Right. Celebrate the highs and the lows, which sounds very counterintuitive. But sometimes you just have to look at it like I'm here for you in the good and the bad. When it gets really bad, I'm here when when it's really good, I'm here and make that intentional commitment to stick to it and go through it and not abandon each other or the situation because it's hard. I'd like to think I'm an optimist on some of this. Uh, not that I always practice the optimism, but I'd like to, to believe that it's, that it's there and can happen. Yeah. I mean, if, if COVID has taught us one thing is that we're probably stronger than we ever thought we were. And we can endure things that we never could imagine you know, nobody could have imagined or predicted this. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of us, we've made it. Some of us have made it, you know, and have thrived through it, even though it's been very, very challenging. There's a lot of things that have been birthed out of this pandemic. In addition to a lot of the pain and sorrow, like I'm not going to deny the challenges and the loss and the sorrow that has come with it but there have been some things that have been birthed from it. And I think for those of us who have embraced that and we look at how can we make the human race and mankind better, we are doing that. We're looking at being kinder, being more helpful, um, being more compassionate to people. For those people who were being intentional about how can I make the best out of the worst type of situation? That's a great point. That's a great point. I think. Um... Malcolm Gladwell was talking about uh, taking your disadvantage and turning it into an advantage. And I guess for us all here going through this, everyone's living through it. Everyone's dealing with this pandemic, definitely in their own way, but collectively it's been a blow. And yet how do we navigate uh, to move forward individually and collectively? So that's uh, that's a very great point. Great point. All right. All right. So let's, um, Okay, so we've just talked about uh, the aspirational side. Let's um, let's 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 listen to maybe like one more song. I think we have left left here in our crate. Let's play that, and um, then we'll come back and talk about that. Sounds good. All right, here we go.
Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to KPFA 94.1 FM radio. This is Full Circle again, weekly, Friday nights from 7 to 8 p.m. I'm your host, Stevie G, and our special guest, Marcia, is with us. Say hey, Marcia. Hey. All right, all right. So we were just <laughs> listening. Roberta Flack and Donnie Hathaway, back together again. 1978, back together again. It sounds like a little bit like what we were talking about before. I mean, there. This sounds like perseverance. This sounds like making making your way through, regardless of what's going on. Absolutely, I think that song is a testament of they weathered the storm, and they may have taken some time apart, but now they're back together to continue their journey, conquering whatever comes their way. And so, I think that that's again sign of the times, right? Um, in a lot of ways, if you think about it in terms of COVID, how some instances we were separated from our loved ones, right? We had circumstances that kept us from each other. And now as we're still in COVID, but as things are kind of changing a little bit, we're back together again. 
we're being we're able to be in communion in some of our communities and some of our relationships are coming back together and we've weathered the storm. And although we are still weathering it, I think that it's again a great indication that if you are committed to making it through something with someone or with a community of people, you can do it and you can persevere and come out on the other side. Okay. If you're committed, if you're committed, how do we, how, how, how would we maybe describe commitment? So I think everybody's definition of commitment is different. Mm -hmm. And I think that everyone's definition of being committed to something or someone is different, right? Your idea of commitment might be, um, I'm committed to paying the bills, but I'm not committed to being emotionally available. Um, my definition might be, and that's an example, Steve. I'm not saying you personally. I'm saying an example. <laughs> um, oh, no, I didn't, I, I didn't think of it that way. No, I'm just saying. I, I might say I'm committed to um, being a homemaker. Just as an example, I'm committed to being a homemaker um, and play, you know, making sure this home is set up. I may not be committed to dedicating my life outside of this home, whatever that is, right? Everybody's mm -hmm. definition of commitment is different. And I think when we're talking specifically about relationships, I think it's important to say, what do you mean when you're committed? If you're committed to X, Y, and Z, what does that mean? Because mm -hmm. again, that's where we get kind of confused, especially like in marriages, right? Um, commitment means different things to each person. Mm -hmm. And a husband can be committed to being a provider, but he may not be committed to other aspects that she's expecting. And vice versa, you know, mm -hmm. she, she may be committed to maintaining the home, but she may not be committed to being submissive or whatever that is. Yes. Just what, yes. Whatever that is. That's, that's interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you say? I said examples, but if you're looking for like the Webster's definition of commitment, you know, it's you're dedicated and to something or someone or something, you know, if you want a technical definition, we can pull up what commitment is. Mm -hmm. But I think the important thing really to note is it means different things to different people. I would agree with you there. And I think that's where communication probably comes in that um, the conversations, to your point of using the word intentional, um, to an end of un to, to how do you get on that same plane? How do you get on that same level? Um, you know, my vision or perspective on commitment might be this, but if I'm sharing that with you, uh, whether you agree with it or not is one thing, but if I share it with you, then at least we sort of know whether we're in sync, maybe out of sync by a lot or by a little. And then what are we doing to create our own structure? Because that probably is going to be the us commitment, right? Where um, what you think is commitment, what I think is a commitment. Um, and again, let's use our example. Roberta Flack and Donnie Hathaway with their different views, uh, if they could somewhat align on what that commitment is, uh, they can make their way through. Okay, well, this has been um, fun. I'm having fun. You having fun, Marcia? And I feel like we should, you know, not only listen to music, but we should be dancing to it, but they can't see that part. <laughs> <laughs> I know they can't see that part, but here in the studio, we could dance all around, see what's up, you know, move these mics out the way, create you know, a little bit a little of a little floor. Lip 
Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. Do a little lip syncing. Yeah. Yeah. Karaoke. Do that. Karaoke. 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 Yes. Definitely. 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 Well, you know, um, Marcia, thank you so much for um, sharing some some great words of advice and thoughts and perspective um, in relationships and what's happening, what's going on. Uh, do you have any parting thoughts that you might want to nuggets you have for us here? Wow. Um, well, first, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I've had a good time. Um, looking forward to hopefully coming back and we can talk about some other things and kind of go back and forth again. Um, oh, you're coming back. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pull you, drag you back. I don't know about the Pittsburgh Steeler part of this show, but we're hey, going to pull back the we're going to pull back the Reiki master part. We're going to pull that part watch back. Watch out now. Watch out now. You don't want to mess with me because my you don't want to mess with me and my mystical powers now. You don't want to know nothing about that. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to find all about that come Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in terms of like just thoughts, I think with relationships and kind of what we've talked about, right? Just thinking about different dynamics, thinking about how you show up, how your partner shows up, having conversations, setting and agreeing on expectations and, and kind of having conversations that we typically don't have. And knowing that relationships are hard, they're hard work, they require daily interaction, daily conversations, and um, maybe kind of having a theme song, you know, you talked about um, the song we played earlier, um, you know, Ain't, Ain't No, no Mountain, Mountain High, High Enough. enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe relationships, couples, you need to go back to having a theme, you know, a theme song. This is our fight song. This is what we go back to when things are not going well. This is what we go back to when things are going well to remind us of how connected we are and maybe renewing that commitment. So I think that, you know, conversations about relationships and situationships and all of that is ongoing and it's always evolving and it's important to uh, dive deep into those types of conversations. Okay. And I guess that, again, going back to one of the things you said earlier, that's where um, your perspective of thought was that men should be more present in those um, conversations and listening instead of just hearing the words. Listening to understand and not listening to respond. That's Mm -hmm. a whole nother conversation. Okay. Well, maybe we'll pick that other conversation up in another episode. I think I think we're going to try this for a little bit. We're going to bring you back, Marcia. We're going to try to try to keep this rolling a little bit and try to do that. And um, if that's okay with you. I would love it. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, we'll do that. We're going to make that happen again. We'll put that back into our uh, scheduling. We'll see what we can come up with and and do that. Um, So it's getting closer to time, getting close to uh, closing time. And so with that, and gosh, with everything that's going on, let me see if I can feel it now. Let's see. Let's see. Michelle, will you, will you marry me? Oh, wow. <laughs> Steve. Oh, God, that's so exciting. Wow. Okay. Okay, so that's the stay tuned part. <laughs> we'll see what the answer is. We'll see what happens the next time we all get together. Oh my and God. We'll, and so, we're going to roll. So <laughs> and we will roll from there with that. How about that? Y'all just don't know how excited I am for real. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, again, this, 
<laughs> well, again, this is KTFA 94.1 FM. Uh, this is Full Circle. We've uh, so enjoyed this show tonight. One final shout out for the Full Circle crew. Our executive producer is Miss M. Joy Moore is our production consultant. And Free Willen Franklin is our technical director. Thanks for listening, family. Stay tuned to KPFA Station Break. And who and what we are up next at the top of the hour is La Onda Bajita. And uh, we are out. Marcia, want to say something? Peace. All right. Peace, y'all.